Well, arguably the most important numbers of the the week or the month or the quarter or the decade or whatever came out once again for the Labor Department. They showed an unexpected plunge in the unemployment rate down to 3.5%. That is the lowest since the 1960s. Just absolutely remarkable. But here's some more remarkable numbers. White unemployment is 3.1%. Asians, 2.6%. Hispanics, 3.9%. Black unemployment is 6%. Almost double, more than, well, more than double Asian unemployment. And almost double what white unemployment is. And that can't stay around for very long. One man who's trying to do something about this and works in that area is Ola Kunle Sorian who's the chief knowledge officer and lead strategist for Kennesaurian Research and Ideas, and he joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's good to be here. So tell me, a bit, does this number surprise you? I'm shocked that, that black unemployment has lagged so badly behind the recovery of the rest of the economy. Well, it doesn't. Um, so there's so many reasons that we can... Um, choose to ignore as far as um, the reality of of black people across the world is concerned, you know. But what is important for me is essentially to look at the reality that is ahead and not the one that is present in the past, right? And so there needs to be new types of responsibility, right? And part of what we are leading um, here is pretty much focusing on enterprise and innovation as necessary comfort for black people everywhere beyond the limits of welfare economics. The idea that we can create as human beings and that that essentially is the right of people everywhere and people of African descent especially, right, are now in a critical point where innovation and enterprise become the most promising experience for the comfort of that demography. So um, unemployment will be burdensome on many levels because people need jobs, people need to work, people need to earn. But the promise of the future is to understand that there are only two people in every economy, those who um, start something and those who work with those who start something. But but for right now, is there... Is there something that's more immediate than that? I mean, admittedly, there's a mindset that needs to change, but there seem to be a lot of jobs and maybe not the right people to fill them. Is there, is there an educational gap? That's... Well, so, so the jobs are there, right, um, so to say, but being in the right space, like, for example, if you have it, all the skills, but your skills are not tech-sensitive, right, then you are educated in the wrong direction because we are moving very fast right now into a lot of borderless work. So we have, we're coming very fast into a gig economy. And then you find that people have to skill up, right, to be able to play roles in that space. So part of what is required is a lot of skilling um, technologically. Um, there are a lot of other factors that may be comforting for quite a number of people, you know, but maybe to think that there's some marginalization going on or some, but you see, those are debates that one can have forever. The practical thing is to understand that marriage transcends prejudice and, and, and skills also beats that on many levels. Exactly. And so if people focus on the right ideas and put themselves in an irresistible format, some ideas are undeniable. I mean, at the end of the day, you need people that can get the job done. And so um, 
being able to position force as the first level of redemption is to skill up in the necessary way that is um, uh, um, aligned with the demand and where the, the jobs are, right? So the jobs so it, that are available are borderless and they are more in the tech space. You know, one of the, so re I, I, one, I, one of the reasons I want to talk to you is because you have a global outlook on this. I mean, you're based in Plano, yes. but obviously you, you work heavily and work on these, some of these same challenges in Nigeria. Yes. Are the, the, the problems in Africa the same problems we're having here with the employment? They are similar on many levels and practically the same. But like I said earlier, what I know for sure is that the, um, the most powerful person on any negotiation table is the one that is work, ready to walk away without a deal. Who must get a deal is the weakest on the table. And what that means is at the end of the day, you can wait to be given or you can choose to give. And the idea is to create. And so the message we are taking to Africa um, and to third world environments everywhere is to encourage people to take responsibility for their own outcomes. That comes from enterprise and innovation, right? And we believe that entrepreneurship and innovation are by far more powerful than politicians and political parties. So what you're really and, talking about is growing jobs by supporting entrepreneurs who in turn yes. will hire more. Yes, because we create more jobs. The more entrepreneurs that we have active, the more jobs we create. And Africa right now has, you know, one billion people ready to buy. That's an incredible community of cons con consumption. And if we provide the type of ideas that are owned by people, Africans themselves, and they have a ready market that is ready to consume it, that is big time. So Microsoft is in, is in Africa right now, busy. Um, Google is in Africa, busy. Google is in Africa. So who are the people complaining about infrastructure gaps and all of that going on in Africa? Africans, right? This has not been enough to stop, you know, um, our guests from coming to Africa or foreigners from coming to Africa to engage because all they see is human problems requiring necessary solutions, not barriers. So we have to get people everywhere to see problems as human and to provide solutions that comfort them and to believe that we can build products and services that meet that regardless of the limitations yeah, yeah. And, and and to see uh, opportunity where it is i you're co-author of a book that has an, an intriguing title a love affair with failure when hitting bottom yeah. becomes a launch pad to success well now that's counterintuitive <laughs> <laughs> so that is the story of that that's my story and essentially that is the story of so many people everywhere I don't know anyone anywhere or any nation, community, individuals or families or businesses that will rise to their highest in this world without tasting the necessary um, um, experience of failing. Because I don't believe in failure because failure sounds like a destination. It's like a noun, yeah. right? right? Failing is a verb and we will fail. We, have, we, we will keep failing. But because you, 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 to the idea that you come to a destination called failure doesn't seem practical to me because at every point that you get to, right, that you call failure, somebody will rise beyond that. So I don't see failure as a destination. I see it, however, as a necessary manure for your ultimate. So it's just raw material for you to get to where you are going. There is no real sustainable, um, true success story without the necessary experience of failure. So failure should be a ladder to something higher. It shouldn't be a stop at all, right? 
and the challenges that define failure, the shame, the embarrassment, the economic reality, you know, and all of that that seems to define failure, you know, are things that will uh, visit every human being at one level or the other, but we are going to choose to move beyond that or to not do that. And part of that story is what we are telling for people of African descent anywhere, whether they are Caribbeans or they are African-Americans or they are Africans or they are Nigerians or wherever they are, is to the idea that you can choose to ignore or believe yourself beyond the limits of your reality because reality is untrue. You can be in a challenging situation today, but the promise of tomorrow is always within reach and you can reach for that. But of course, you have to think in a particular way. You have to act in a particular way. You have to do the right things, right, that align with the universe, the way God has designed the world yep. is that if you invest time and energy and resource in the direction, you will get the value. Exactly. And so we are promising Exactly. Yes. The timing looks to be very good for that. Uh, Ola Kulne uh, Sarian is the uh, Chief Knowledge Officer, Elite Strategist, uh, based here in Plano, Texas. And it's good to spend some time with you. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thanks for more of our conversation. Go to krld.com. Slash CEO, I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.